yeah, I can't believe it. Today is the day in Rio Live. The Misfit Nation was established in 2010 on the battlefield in Kandahar, Afghanistan, and this day has finally arrived on air. Welcome to the Misfit Nation. In this episode, our very first episode, we will attempt to introduce you to what made us the Misfits back then. We'll also show you how we have all grown since then. I arrived in Kandahar at Bob Wilson not knowing 90% of who I'd be working with. The air was arid with smoke and tension. The unit had been in the fight for a few months by the time I arrived. My first full day in the FOB, a known recoilless rifle attack happened at precisely the time intelligence reported it to happen. One of the rounds hit a sleeping tent and started a fire. This is when I was first introduced to most of the platoon, which would become later known as the Misfits. They arrived from multiple directions. A truck with a water buffalo to be used as a firefighting mechanism. The first event was a success, and I was impressed with their efforts. I truly did not have a job yet. My original platoon was divided into many locations. There were some at the headquarters, some with the brigade personal security detachment, and some with the battalion PSD. The day after this attack, I was introduced to the young leaders of the Quick Reaction Force and the Force Protection Platoon. Two sergeants stood out. They were covered in dirt. They looked like pig pen from the peanuts. Both of them were very respectful and described to me what they were doing. I just met two NCOs who would be very instrumental in the forming of the platoon moving forward. They were Sergeants Christopher Wamoff and Michael Beckham. Wamoff became part of the heart and soul of the platoon. He was in second squad. At this time, he was the second squad leader. He later became the, the first team leader of Second Squad as a, a senior person came in. He was and is a very hard-working young man who was tactically and technically proficient. That being said, he wound up being point man on nearly every patrol over the next six months. Beckerman was an engineer by specialty. He was a spirited young man. He had a strong mind and wanted things done his way. He could make light of any bad situation. On one occasion, we were searching a compound and had to sit with elders. They invited us in for chai, and they decided to sing us a traditional Afghan song for us. Then they asked us to reciprocate. He did not hesitate. He stood up and started singing, I love you, you love me, like the song from the Barney Show. I think we all had trouble composing ourselves as he sang. And the Afghan people stood up with him playing their instruments. That's just the kind of guy he was. The platoon was full of characters, and we always seemed to have a new face coming in. In early December, just after a rocket attack on the FOB, young specialist Ray Monberg came in. He came from the maintenance platoon like more than half a second squad. He was eager to get to work and learn his new duties. He enjoyed getting up early and going running in the dark around the FOB. Enjoyed maybe a stretch, but he toughed it out. He too became a vital part of the interconnected bunch of misfits. We had cooks, seabird specialists, all types of mechanics, engineers, a rotation of dog handlers, a squad of MPs, and a human. Our human specialist was a loss for his unit, as they did not truly know what they gave us. He was, he also was, and is a valued member of the misfits. 
as you know, there are many days in our lives that stick in your head, like push pins on a map. They could be the day you met your significant other, the day you got married, the birth of your children, and other happy events. There are also a number of bad things that stick with you forever. One of those days is December 31st, 2010. The platoon was up and out the door on patrol before the sun. We returned as usual, cleaned weapons, sent people to the front gate to secure it, and went about maintenance of five towers and such. It was like 8.30, and I got called to meet the first on the other side of the fob. I raced over, jumped off the Polaris, and went up to him. He solemnly informed me that we lost Beckerman. I blanked out for a bit and tried to figure out how to tell the platoon what was taken from us. To say it was a rough time would be putting it mildly. December 31st, 2010 is ingrained, is ingrained part of the Misfits history. Rest easy, Sapper. After that, we all rotated back to the world in April of 2011, just weeks before Osama bin Laden was given a proper send-off. As we went back, the band of misfits went to the Four Winds. The soldiers all went back to the platoons where they were assigned to, and I went back to my actual platoon. Sure, we would stick around the base for a bit in the same parent unit, but but as we all knew, life, life changes and this was inevitable. We were all going to disappear from each other. My first interview this week will be with Raymond Bird. He hails from Cleveland Rocks, Ohio, USA. He's a talented producer, communicator, veteran, and most of all, great father and friend. And proud to call him brother and misfit. Without further delay, let's give it up for the misfit, Bird. What's going on? How you doing, Mister? Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Just uh, just getting in from a, a Home Depot run, and uh, I figured yeah. I'll figured I'll start on a, um, a DIY project this weekend. That's on top stuff. I like it? Oh yeah. Got to stay busy, man. That's, that's all I do too. Every day I try to figure out more stuff to do to keep my head straight. <laughs> yep. I know you're you're deep in your studies in Charlotte right now. How's that going? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, you know, I'm about a week and a half in, but like you said, you know, they they waste no time. I'm deep in study right now, so uh, it's going pretty smooth so far. I I I am ahead, but you know. A little bit about it feels. I feel like you know, like man, I might be a little behind. So I'm always checking, making yeah. sure I'm not missing dates. And oh yeah, you know, yep. So I'm staying on top of it, but going pretty smooth so far. I'm, I'm, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I only got uh, another full semester to go in the summer semester, and I'm done. Amen. Amen. That's how. That's what it's all about. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. man. You're definitely been, uh, setting a great example for your two daughters. Uh, man. Daredevil Bree. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. She hasn't fallen off a skateboard yet, has she? <laughs> plenty, plenty. <Ooh>, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loved that thing, man. I, I, um, you know, I'm starting to think I need to pull out her uh, knee pads and elbow pads <laughs> just for the house. 
Definitely. Before you get some damages in the house and to her. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got some explaining to do after that. Oh, man. <laughs> Mama Gwen will be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, uh, you already know that's that's what happened. Oh, yeah. I'll be in trouble somehow, even though I wasn't there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so what's going what's going on with you, man? It's I flew pretty, out. Pretty... I flew out to Utah today, so I can train some soldiers on some emerging threats out here. It's uh, nice. pretty cold out here compared to Tennessee, of course. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's all good. Yo, man, my that are they on uh, mountain time over there? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, mountain time and mountain weather. Oh yeah, I'm right in the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I can see the right down the block. <laughs> man. Be sure to get some uh some of that uh mountain baking too. They they bake pretty good up there in the high altitude. Oh man, I just got some peach cobbler, so I have to check it out. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> that's supposed to be my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Starting off early. right already. <laughs> just got there. <laughs> All right, so it's been it's been about ten years since we met each other. A little yeah. over two years actually. Yeah, and- a little over two. 10, I mean, 10, yep. December 2010, you, you came over to the to the Misfit Tune. I just want you, I want you to come out and you tell the world about you, where'd you come from, how you fell into this band of Misfits, what it means to you, and where, yeah. you, where you see us as a band of Misfits in the next five years. Man. Okay, so that's a three-part question. I'll probably need you to remind me of the, the different parts. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, you know, I came over, you know, I think I think it was right after I got hit with a, a, a mortar around uh, around that time, like right right before I got there. It was like and, a week before. Yeah, not, you know, and um, after they did the triage and, and everything and and I snapped back to reality, uh, they I had got the announcement, hey, they need some more help over over there and that's pretty much what it was they need some more help over there and it was no questions asked you know i didn't know who they was and i didn't know where there was you know <laughs> <laughs> and um i i got there and you know and and, and it was welcoming because when i got there it was like oh man we'll help you move and so we went from tent to tent you know back and forth it was uh, a, a about a little short of a, a half a mile walk and as we was walking, you know, they was like, man, we the misfits. And I'm like, the misfits. And they was like, and they grinned and grinned and said it. Yeah, the misfits, man. And and I didn't at the time I didn't know I didn't know what that meant. You know, I'm just thinking they just gave a cool name to it. And uh and um, you know, and that was that. But by the end of the deployment, I fig it finally clicked. I finally figured out, man. Now I see why we are called the misfits. And, you know, just just as the word implies, man, like, you know, when you think of misfits, you know, you think of like outsiders, outcasted, you know, members. And um, but really, man, we had, you know, the camaraderie, the the sense of family, man, you didn't feel like you was outcasted or an outsider at all. You know what I mean? And um, I kind of think about this, though. I was telling, I was talking to somebody earlier this week, and I'm like, 
You know, when you think about misfits, I, I think immediately I think about the island of the misfit toys on the, the uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the claymation. Yes. <laughs> and man, you had toys that you know you had a kite that was scared of heights. You had a boomerang that that couldn't come back. You know, you had a um, a Jack in the Box, but his name was Charlie, so he kind of had a <laughs> you know psychological you know like situation going on like oh man you know I, I you know my name is not correct so I'm nobody you know and we had a lot of members like this that was in the that was in that was part of the misfits you know like we, we all had something but all was looking for purpose and and I'm gonna tell you you know and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you but man like you gave us that sense of purpose that's really all we wanted you know and I'm saying like you know, it was a bird, uh, part of the, the Island of the Misfit, uh, Island of the Misfit toys, and he couldn't fly. And I remember when I first got there to, uh, with you, <laughs> I was like, man, you know, I need to lo lose a little bit of weight, get in shape, but I have an ankle injury. I don't know if you remember, but you, I, but I, I never forget telling people this, uh, this story. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I had a sergeant there, man, and he, he was the very first sergeant out of, I've had multiple sergeants but he was the only one who said uh get up meet me outside at four in the morning uh first thing tomorrow morning <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> like i couldn't say no to it because i'm like well this is what i have been asking for somebody a real leader and <laughs> and i get it and i'm like whoa wait a minute 4 a.m <laughs> so, so i get up and you know you know, and I was there, but I'm like the whole time I'm like, God, why we gotta meet this early? You know, and after you know, days, weeks, and then months passed, and I went from I, I don't know if you remember, I kept rolling my ankle and falling every oh, day. I remember. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Casualty bird. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was that misfit toy, I was that bird that couldn't fly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was just it was amazing to see uh, at that at that moment, you know, I, all I really trusted in was each day. Once I, I was like, OK, I got up today. It's 4 a.m. I got up. I'm going to trust them today. And little by little, you wasn't judging me. You was like, it's all right. Your ankle going to get strong. You're going to get strength in your ankle. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get uh, uh, confidence in your ankle. And sure enough, man, I was, you know, running those three miles. We did three miles every morning. That's right. Every morning. Yep. And I and I remember running those three miles and being able to have a conversation with you by the end of the deployment during the run. That's right. <laughs> and you would you would you would say it's all right. Like you would have long winded conversations on your end, like and and then you you know you have a whole story about you know prior deployments and your experiences, and then you'll ask me a question and and I'm like yeah no yeah. <laughs> and, Please stop. Like, <laughs> man, I was like. I'm just thinking back, like, wow, you know, at the end of it, I'm just like going, we having a full-fledged conversation, you know, by the end of the deployment, I was running on my ankle. It actually had healed better than, than had it, had it healed if I would, would have stayed off of it, which was my first choice. Cause you know, you always choose comfort, no matter, no matter what, what it is in life, you choose what's most comfortable. That's right. Comfort over, over task. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and that 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 gave me a sense of discipline, you know, because it takes discipline not to choose the to the easiest route.
And um, man, but that started to give me purpose. It started to see, it started to show me the purpose of the band of the misfits. And um, even though, you know, you had, you know, train, you know, trains that had square wheels, even though it had square wheels, it, it was more so of a, a more so of a, a, a mental thing. You know, we all came with like, you know, mental blocks. We was our own limitations and, and you gave us that purpose, man. And that's, and that to me is, that means more to me. And I, I can, I carry a lot of those lessons I've learned 10 years. It's been over 10 years since we met. Yeah. And I still carry those same lessons to this day, even as I, as I, you know, parent. Nice. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad I was there at that time in your life to act, give you that sense of purpose and help all the brothers, all the misfits, all your brothers and sisters in the platoon man. to make it through some real hard times is a real tough deployment. Yeah. So yeah. We, we, that band of misfits stayed together and most of us still kind of talk now. Yeah. Yep, that's true. That's true to this day. Um, you know, uh, you know, one of my one of my one of my uh best friends, I had it, it, it just I don't know how this happened. I, I didn't, you know, I, I actually thought it would never come to this, but one of my closest friends was actually Townsend. And yep. <laughs> and um mm-hmm. uh, and he was like the yin to my yang, you know, like I was really serious more mature and he was like really playful found everything as a joke but he was kind of like that balance to you know a lot of the hardship there you know we we had we, it was a tough deployment you know we needed that that charlie in the box <laughs> and that was him right there <laughs> yeah yeah first one left <laughs> right <laughs> yep and man we we i you know i started to see you know i remember, I remember robley and Varola, uh, you know, we all, we all, like, it was just, I remember, it was things that we didn't share with, you know, our, sar- you know, with the sergeants, you know, it was just things that we kind of had going on amongst the lower enlisted, and um, man, it was just, yeah, man, like, I, you know, I, I, I struggle today, you know, that, that wondering, man, well, I don't think I'll ever find a closer family outside of family than, than the Band of Misfits. And that, that's something I always aim to do whenever I had a section, a squad, a platoon, uh, a whole the team when I went back to Afghanistan a year later. Was yeah. Friends come and go. People come and go in a lot of time. It's family yeah. that sticks around forever. And that's what it, yeah. I, I know it's cliche. I know it's said in Fast and Furious by Vin Diesel all the time. But <laughs> right. it's exactly right. That's the one true thing out of that whole movie series. Family stays forever. And that's it's, exactly it's thicker than water. So that's what you got to keep around. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 and, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of people think only family could be family. Right. You know that that's that's far from the truth. You know, I uh, like you said, I still to this day, you know, I'm I, you know, I'm having we have Zoom meetings with um, some of the members that, you know, to this day, you know, every once in a while. And I think this this pandemic may have made us you know speak a little bit more than normal yeah it might have so much closer together yeah yeah Yeah. i mean you gotta look at the silver lining and all this this craziness over the last what 13 months now yeah since all this started and everything that happened in between there's i mean besides the pandemic we had all kinds of other stuff that happened in our country but it 
it's the true strength of, of man as mankind to, to look at each other in the eye and say, look, we got to fix this. And that's what I think yeah. the nation is really about is trying to fix this and, and keep the progress going forward. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I was asking you, where do you, where do you see us as a, as a misfit nation in five years? Oh man. Uh, you know, it all goes back to, you know, it all goes back to the fact that, you know, yeah, friends come and go, but it is nothing like family. And that that family bond to be even tighter in five years. You know, that that that, you know, what you taught us, that, like you said, you went back to that, that you know, the deployment after our deployment. And you even instilled that in the team you was with everywhere you go. And that's where I see us as, you know, all of us as a family of, of misfits, no matter where we go, because this is this is a huge struggle for veterans. You know, they're always comparing man, I'll never find camaraderie or connection like I did when I was in the army or when I was in the military. Or that sense of purpose. Say again? Or their sense of purpose that they had when they were in the military. Exactly. And that's the two main struggles is finding that that camaraderie and connection and that sense of purpose. And in five years, I see us going and it's kind of like discipleship. And really discipleship comes from the root word discipline, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and no matter where we go, we will instill that discipline of, of family, no matter where we go. Five years, I see this family growing like never before. And especially since we're in the pandemic, it allows us to be a little bit more innovative in how we connect and how we, uh, um, you know, how, how we connect as a civilization. And you know, now we can do everything pretty much virtually. That's right. You know, and so I just see in five years, you know, we implementing this new, I guess, this um, this new, new, new way of life and implementing that and growing our family There's so that that way we don't have to look for that purpose and look for that because that is our purpose. That is our, our connection. Right. This whole new normal we're in now. I mean, a lot of people are struggling with this. A lot of people are technologically, uh, how do you say, handicapped. But yeah. If they're coming along and they're able to adapt and over. If you adapt and overcome, everything's going to be okay. It's just like it was. Man, that's a fact, Misfit. That's a fact. So here's another tough question for you. Mm-hmm. If you had the chance to do things over, would you change anything in your past? Nothing. Not at all. That's not even. That's that is without a doubt. I would change nothing. And and I look back and 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 really and I have thought about this very you know on a extensive level i i have gone through some tough tough shit man i excuse my i don't know if we can cuss on here but man <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I, did. I have i have gone, i know i've gone through some 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 tough stuff though and um things that i never would have saw coming um but like you said man you know once you adapt and overcome Man, everything is downhill. You know, um, somebody asked me, uh, I forget the, how the question was worded, but it was somewhere along the lines of, are you happy with your life right now? And I and I told him, I said, well, um, you got to be careful how you ask and when you ask that question, because if you think about it, life, to me, the way I view life is like, uh, life is like this mountain. So you're trekking this mountain and your path, depending on where you are in a mountain your path might 
your your slope might go down to a flat trail, you know, uh, and you might have to trek this mountain around the mountain instead of traversing it upward. And and if you asked me at the very bottom, I, I could tell you and look up at this mountain and say, man, life sucks. I got to I got to get all the way up this mountain, you know, uh, but if you ask me if I'm on a flat trail. Then I'm gonna say, man, everything is a okay, but I still got to get up the rest of this mountain. That's right. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it just depends on your viewpoint, and um, you know, so uh, I would I would change nothing. I would change nothing. I would I would stay the same path. Mm-hmm. I, I may, you know, I may I may if I could if I could go back and change anything it would probably be the wisdom that I that I didn't have then that I have now, I would, I would, I would hope that I would have that wisdom then. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> but you know, but then again, you know, that's what made that, that's what made my path the way it was, you know, not having that wisdom. And that's what gave me that wisdom is that knowledge is just going through the things that I went through. I would not change anything. And while you answered a lot of my next question, uh, I was going to tell you, I wrote my notes down on the plane today. I wrote Okay. okay, Bird, you've been on a roller coaster since we returned from Kandahar, which you kind of just addressed a lot of that. How has that changed you on you on your personal journey? So your roller coaster basically is the mountain you just talked about, and how did yeah basically build your resolve? They build your resolve to keep fighting and to keep pushing forward. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I had just I took my family to um, uh, to uh, Colorado Springs. That was that was my um that was my last actually that was the duty that was I was stationed there prior to coming back to Campbell before I retired right. but um so I went back there just to kind of test out my you know where my my fitness level was compared to and I know it, now it was nowhere near where I, where I was but um I kind of wanted to see how I would feel to to go up the the incline all right again <laughs> And um, and so I took the family and, uh, you know, Bree being uh, six years old at the time um, or five, about to turn six. And my niece, she was seven. Uh, my fiance, she, um, you know, she's she's into she's in the gym and into fitness a lot. So, you know, I, I had no worries, you know, I'm like, OK, well, we can do this. Uh, but. uh on my way up, you know, I have was struggling with a lot of lower back pain. And uh one of the things that I realized is that we we can't we can't do anything a lot in life on a solo. Um, you know, we we need other people, we need others. Uh and one of the things that I realized was that <laughs> my daughter my own daughter Bree, she she would come back, she was jetting up this thing, like just step after step. And I'm like, wow. And I was dealing with it, you know, the lower back thing. And I'm just, you know, at the time I was like on a real decline in life. You know, I was in a black hole, you know, um, and it started to affect me physically, spiritually. And um, and so I was kind of getting discouraged. And she like, come on, dad, you can, you got it. You can do it. Come on, dad, you got it. You can do it. And she was just cheering me on. And 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 it was just amazing to see you know, her have the courage, you know, to, 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 to motivate me, you know, she is just, and that, 
you know, that showed me that, you know, you'll never be too old, never be too, too wise to accept help. Exactly. Once you learn, you have to, once you learn, you can't fix everything yourself. I think that's the building block for your future. That is absolutely nice. You're building a real strong young woman there in a, Man, and she's gonna keep you on your toes for the near future. I tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's one thing for sure. All right, so, I, I, I'm just glad I got my back uh, back in order. Yeah. Uh, you know, because because <laughs> uh, man, she will. I, I guess I can kind of stand on my own ten a little bit until until those times where I needed her to keep me on my toes. Again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're doing karate, you're in trouble. Oh man, it's a wrap. <laughs> you might as well just get some jujitsu belts in there. <laughs> right. All right. So you're plateauing your degree, almost finished with that. So what's your goals with your degree? Are you gonna stay in Carolina or are you gonna move on to wherever you wherever you find that uh guest the, the best gig for you and your family? Well, I I already have a, a gig lined up. Okay. So yep, so uh last summer, um I I landed a um, an internship with Allstate as a uh, security consultant, um, IT uh, business, uh, security and governance consultant. So uh, I did that for the summer, and they wanted to hire me on full time at that point. But in order to get that uh, acceptance letter for full time, you had to be a senior at last summer so i'm a senior now and what they did was they said okay we can find a loophole we'll just you know uh have you come back next summer and then we'll hire you on when you're when you're finished so uh i have another internship this summer with them and um i see myself doing this for some time you know to to uh you know they 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 are thriving even in the pandemic yeah you know, so that shows me that there's longevity with this company. Um, and so I'm if they if they have the longevity, I'm I'm willing to rock. I'm really ready to rock and roll. Nice. So that those are my goals. And I actually, you know, I didn't think, but um, you know, just using the resources uh, you know, at school, the career center and networking, I think that's one of the things that I've learned when I was younger and I went to college and got my associate's degree before I joined the army. Um I did the one mistake I didn't that I made was not networking. So this time around, uh, I utilized that and I networked with professors, networked with um, a lot of the uh, career center uh, personnel and staff. And that's what landed me the internship, which also got me um, a full time gig. So that's the way to do it right there. That's it. That's it. And make sure your LinkedIn profile is uh, up to date. Because, so, you know, if you're not linked in, you're linked out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a good one. I'm going to have to steal that one. <laughs> and then your, your 10 meter goal here coming up is you're getting married to your queen. Are you nervous about this yes. one? Or, I know you, you two have been together a little while now. And yep. She, yep. she's a physical fitness, uh, I guess, legend almost. <laughs> Man. Legend, yeah, that's that's the correct. That, I think that's spot on. And so, are you nervous about this one? You I know you're pumped up about it. So, how you feeling? <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, uh, you know, I, I, uh, at this at this point, 
you know, I think I think I'm 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 ready and uh, I'm, I need to choose my words very very carefully on this because uh, I'm really excited because uh, I feel more much more prepared and much more mature um, in this area. Uh, you know, when it comes to um, I call it horizontal love. I mean, <laughs> you got your ver- you got your vertical love with your with the higher being, right. and then you have your horizontal love with you know people that's right next to you. So I'm much more mature in that area. So uh, you know, we've done counseling and we've done coaching, and and uh, we've we got a chance. I think it's it's been about a little over three years we've been together. So uh, things are. Things are looking up. You know, I, I purchased my first home, uh, you know, last May. And that was just me showing her that, you know, hey, you know, I can provide. I can, you know, provide a little bit of uh, security and let's let's look forward to a future. That's right. Yep. You hit the key points there. You, you said you, you recognized you were more mature going into this and you had the three year uh, stint with her now. Uh, three years of ongoing now before you remember. So yeah. You two are almost best friends. You're best friends already. So now you're just going to change the dynamic adding the ring. And yep. she gets to yell at you more often than during the week. <laughs> <laughs> I might, and I might call you a little bit more often and see how you, how you cope. <laughs> it's called beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Man, All right, on uh, on episode two, I'm gonna have uh, another fitness guru. Your one of your sisters here, uh, Chantel Watts. Now, uh, knee coming. Oh man, how would you introduce her to the show? Man, such a such a graceful fireball. You know, <laughs> I I love her. That's my that's she is man. She is a staple misfit and. Uh, I know you guys will enjoy her. She has a lot of wisdom, a lot of things she's gone through and a lot of things she's experienced. Uh, and she has a lot to share, you know, for, you know, the, her, her perspective in life, you know, uh, she's a, 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 a black woman who has a perspective from that, that end to share. And uh, man, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to hear, to hear. Yeah, I can't wait to hear her laughing on the call. Cause the laugh is infectious. It is. And, it's, and you, it's one of those laughs you have to you have to also see her laugh while you hear her laugh yes. because she squints her eyes and just make that huge like smile. That's just man, you you can't help but to just just you know fall right in place and just just laugh. You know, just laugh your whole laugh your whole behind off. That's right. <laughs> and, and in a second, she'll turn it from to loving, laughing to mama bear mode, and then you're done. Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear from her about you know family life, and you know because when 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 we all met, you know we didn't we either didn't have kids or no family dynamic of our own. So um, I can't wait to hear from her. Uh, you know, her experience on that. Definitely. And, and she's just like you. She's been on a journey and it's a, a long, bumpy one and lots of ups and downs and swings, swings and misses and swings and home runs. But she's <laughs> a resilient person. I can't wait to talk to her in the next episode as well. 
Yeah, man, I'll take the bunts too. <laughs> if you can get the base, we can take it. <laughs> you bunt can sprint you good. Yep. <laughs> Trip. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, all right, Miss Fit. This is a great talk. Uh, I'll let you get back to your studies today, and I'm sure I'm going to have you back on in the future. You'll think of more topics we can talk about. And we'll go back. Absolutely, Miss Fit. Maybe next time you interview me, and we'll go back for back that way. I love it. I love it. Man, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here and uh, have a good one and safe travels to you, Miss Fit. Thanks, Miss Fit. All, all the best to the Miss Fit Nation. Yes, sir. Our second interview for this episode is with Chris Wamoff. He is from the south of St. Louis in Missouri and a diehard Cardinals and Blues fan. Like mentioned earlier, he's a hard worker, a great mechanic, a leader. He's an amazing father to one daughter and three sons. A very strong family man and husband. I'm definitely proud to call him brother and misfit. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Wamhoff. Hey, brother, how you doing? Doing well, how are you? All right. Yeah, you're still at home in Fort Campbell, right? I am uh, currently quarantined. It's awesome. Again, all right. Again, for a third time now. Wow, that's a lot of days off. That's good, though. Yep, sure is. I'm out here in beautiful Utah outside Salt Lake City. Nice. Get to come out here and train the unit on emerging threats and get them ready to go on a trip over to the sandbox. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Sounds like should fun. Be, I mean, it's pretty cold out here, but it should be fun. Oh, I bet. On the mountains that's right fun. now, it's supposed to snow in the morning here. So it shouldn't be too bad. They gave me a nice Toyota Corolla, so I should slide around pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a long ride for a two-day trip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not bad. All right, so uh, we met just over 10 years ago now. It's amazing how fast time flies. And wonderful Kandahar. God, yes. I met you and one Sarn Beckerman looking like Pigpen coming off a tower. <laughs> of course, Build, building said building or an ECP there. So tell us a little bit yeah. how you came to the Misfit Platoon, and what it really what really it means to you or meant to you at that time, and how how you think it shaped you moving forward. So uh, met said Sergeant Michael Beckerman, rest in peace, sir. Um, met him on the deployment. Actually, I knew him before that uh, from working in the S three shop, but. I met him on that deployment. I was supposed to be on the Colonel's PSD. I ended up getting rerouted due to some, uh, some personnel uh, issues that we were having at the time and ended up got rerouted to the FOB Security Base Defense cell. And ever since that day, uh, my life completely changed, uh, good and bad, on things that have happened, mostly good. Uh, sometimes uh, a little bit fun times i'll say of rebuilding towers and almost getting killed but that's besides the point we can get that <laughs> um we'll get to that later uh so about a month goes by maybe two months goes by and uh first sergeant david ward decided to call me and mike up to the 
to one of the uh, towers that was in the middle of the fob with uh, some of our civilian contractors that were there. And I meet Rich LaMonica. Um, cannot say enough how much of a good mentor you've been for me, both with that and personal life. So Misfits came about that deployment, at least my section of the Misfits came about that deployment, and we've carried it on since. Um, 17 years in the military, never worked with, with such a great group of people. Um, MOSs didn't matter. Uh, personal lives didn't matter. We came together. We formed a bond. We met some great people. We met some interesting people. We met some yes. people that we hated. But we're all misfits together. And that's the thing. That's the, that's the great part about being a misfit. You're a team member. You're a family member. As soon as you say misfit, we all know who we're talking about. So yeah. that's how it all came about for me. And it's, it's shaped every day of my life. Whether it be decisions I make, I think back to your leadership and what you would do to it. I put my own spin on things. I'm a jackass at work. <laughs> Everybody will admit it. But I'm fair. I'm a very fair That's jackass all at work. So and I learned that I, I learned that from you. Um not necessarily the jackass part. I kinda <laughs> add that to myself, but it's it's a work ethic. It's a mentality. It's a family. It's a brotherhood, a sisterhood, and we all love That's each other. That's right. And uh, so. I was talking to Raymond Bird earlier and I- and we both said that even in these last 10 years, we basically stayed in touch with almost everyone ever since then. And it's almost like uh, how I met yes. your mother when you, you have a no questions asked favor. Everyone still has one of those. It's, it's pretty good. Right. Yes. And I, it's like you said, zero questions asked. I call you in the middle of the night and say, hey, I need help dumping a body. You're not gonna I'll just ask who's driving. That's all I'm going to ask. So, and more than likely, we're both going to be drunk, so it'll be Kate. That's probably a fair answer. <laughs> She's been there before. Yes, she has. Yes. Lewis, good times. I mean, in these 10 years, you've had some uh, serious life-changing events in these last 10 years. Uh, you went from a single man to a married married man with, with a son, two stepsons. Uh, been around the world, uh, Korea, back into the sandbox, and back to Fort Campbell. So how have, has all these uh, life-changing events along with the deployment changed you as a man? Um, I will correct you on one thing. They're not my steps. Nice. They're my bonus okay. sons. Um, yes. It's, they're, there's nothing to step about it. Awesome. They're mine. So uh, how it's changed me. Um, one trip to Korea, two trips to Afghanistan, one with – the misfits one before the misfits and then one trip to my only trip to iraq uh, about two years a year and a half ago two years ago um it's just a total different mentality whenever you talk to people uh you're always on alert and that's the sad part about it i'm always on alert i could be at home i hear something crash i'm like what the hell was that um and it's just it's just a cat jumping off of a uh, off of something but uh from married to single to married again um I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, love my family. I do everything for them. They're the reason I'm here. They're the reason I do what I do. Um, what, 10 years ago, young E5, Sergeant Walmhoff, I would look back at him now and say, uh, you got some growing up to do, man, because that's what this did. 
last seven years of my life have been, or last 10 years of my life have been a growing up experience, learning how to shape, mentor, and coach people um, to what they are doing today. Uh, getting feedback from those people is probably the best thing I've ever heard. Um, I know now what you were saying before, whenever you have a young sergeant or a young PFC that is now the same rank as you are, you know, you did something right. And that happened during that deployment, um, had multiple NCOs that were same rank as me growing, going up and we're same ranks now all got looked at this past list, all got sequence numbers. So we're doing something right. Um, it's, it's not just a, it's a mentality. It's, it's a, I don't know how to describe it. It's a, it's a, you have to want it and you have to, to go get it. And that's what you almost a lifestyle. Yes, it is. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. It's a lifestyle. It's not just a, a calling. It's not just a, or it's a calling. It's not just a, a job for us. I got three years left and I have to make a serious decision in those three years or whatever. Hopefully we can get you over to our, uh, I'd like not, not to call it sham, but our office <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I pray. And it's, I cannot wait to go see Sergeant Major St. Louis Wayne Key over there and talk to him about it and pray to God, the force come gods. Uh, it's it's going to come down to your branch now that you're fully qualified with the sequence. So it's them yay or nay because you are a shortage branch, basically. So it's, if, if the force come gods are on our side, you're on our side. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that'll just make this nation even get stronger for us. But then we'll be doing doing things like this. I'd love to be able to go out and love to go out and teach these young, young guys a a good lesson on what's going on and why they need to be serious on what they're doing. Not just mailing it in for, Oh, this is just a class I have to go through. No, this is, this could eventually ultimately save somebody's life. So, so, you know, I've been pushing this misfit nation since basically we came home. Uh, and now I'm finally gone yes. live with it, and I brought you and Bird in as my first guests. Since you two are basically the, the two hearts, hearts and soul of of the, I guess the two different spheres of the Misfits. You guys have connections with everyone, and you keep me connected with all of them. Let me know what's going on. Where do you see us as the Misfit Nation in five years? Said. Well, I pray to God we have a few more members. Uh, no one can ever be in the original group of misfits. However, there's a couple people right now that I can think of off my head that I would love to get into this band of misfits that we have just to, to kind of grow it more and see it uh, go into the future. Um, I hope that we all stay connected like we have been. We've done a great job over 10 years. I've only lost contact with one or two people, uh, but you've maintained contact with those people. So, um and social media is a wonderful tool, especially whenever you're trying to reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in forever. So um, I would love to – something I would love to try to see us do is get a band, a misfit page okay. together and uh, grow from there as well. So uh, five years, I would love to be able to get everybody together, sit down with them, have a beer, glass of water, whatever they're doing that for if they don't drink, uh, and have a great get-together and pray to God that we've influenced – other people's lives the way that we have had our lives influenced by each other. Amen. That's a good one right there. And to do it live would be great. And hopefully all these restrictions are done in five years. Uh, uh, And hopefully you're not in quarantine every other week again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Which is, and I know what I mean. It's great to be able to sit home, but I know for you, the workaholic you are, it's hard for you to sit there. 
I know it, it's hard for you to do that, but you're yes. probably doing some busy work at home, though, probably getting some stuff taken care of. Not as much as Katie would like, and I still brought my work oh, computer okay. home. So she's still working. <laughs> the DIY is at the door. Right? <laughs> yep. So anything else you want to bring out about how the, the Misfit Nation should go or what you think Misfit Nation is and how we can make the, our nation a better place for others? Um, I would like to see us come together more often on these type of forums. I uh, haven't talked to a couple of them and haven't talked to a whole group of them uh, in a while. And a great and wonderful man by the name of Glenn Beelan just recently got us back together on uh, one of the Teams chats that we were doing. And I understand that not everybody likes us yeah. technology today, but it doesn't really matter. That's the way it's going. So I would love to see us do a, a live version of a podcast with multiple people in there giving our banter back and forth and of course keeping it PG ish. Um, and just try to try to let's raise the, to the next yeah, level. That's a great idea. I'll, I'll probably start the misfit nation Facebook group tonight. Uh, I'll re- redo the one I had because the other one I had was basically fitness. So I'll make it into a group for everyone, everyone, uh, guys and gals that you, you have linked in with the last 10 years, even after our original misfits that you believe are misfit nation quality get them in there and we'll grow it and we'll get to we'll get some momentum to bring our brand and our lifestyle to the rest of this world oh definitely sounds awesome yeah i know you had the one facebook page and it's yeah kind of lost it traction, usually, so. usually does after a month or so unless unless you keep it keep people fighting in there right and then if we keep uh updating with the podcast and get our name out there and get our our mentality out there and our lifestyle then People might uh, start looking at it a different way, and we might just affect some change in this the world. Yeah, so we that's have what today. I told Bert. I said the last 13 months has been crazy in the United States. We we had this pandemic, yeah, but we also had some other, uh, I guess, uh, fire fire starter issues that came out. I don't want to get into the politics and such, and, hmm. but a lot of bad things came to light, and right. it was on the world stage that we were seen, seen in this bad light, and that's not how who we are as the misfits. We are. We are a very diverse group of people. Uh, Our brothers and sisters come from all areas, all walks of lives. And like we said earlier, the no question to ask thing goes for all of them. And we do that for them. And we should be able to push that forward to our neighborhoods, our communities, and maybe get some of us as leaders in our cities and get this thing going. Yes, I agree. That's awesome, man. Uh, also, I'm very proud of you getting at it as a fully qualified sequence number. That's a, another one of my youngsters <laughs> moving much. on, doing good. Uh, it shows that I do. I'll just say, uh, if I do promote while I'm here at Campbell, I expect you to be there. So, uh, one, you've been a very influential person in my life over these past 10 years. And two, I get to rub it. Hell yeah, I'll take that. Rest. I'll take that every day of the week. Any day of the week, I'll take it. <laughs> And we'll definitely go out to eat after and get some beers. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, brother, you get back to your family and uh, I'll get this thing published and uh, I'll catch you on the, the flip side. All right. Mr. All right, brother, you have a good no one. No problem. Thank you again for this.
right, that about wraps up episode number one. We had a couple great chats with Chris Wamhoff and Raymond Bird. We let you know a little about the Misfit Nation and hopefully kept you entertained. On episode two, we'll have another strong misfit, Miss Chantal Watts, Knee Coming. She hails from Detroit and has a great story. We look forward to having you on the on the next episode. Until then, be humble, keep hustling, stay hungry. This is the Misfit Nation.